and welcome to the podcast. I am Danny Coffey. We've been away for a couple of months. We decided to take August off and, and we ended up taking September off as well. But we're working on a project in the background and that should be ready in a couple of weeks. So we haven't been idle for the time we've been off. Well, we're back with one of our panel discussions to discuss the budget. We have two local West of Ireland activists, Connor Dowd from Unreartus Goss and uh, Joe Daly from Mayo here in People Be For Profit. Lads, you're both very welcome. I presume we have plenty to say about this budget. So, Connor, I'll go to you first anyways, right? And uh, now the thing, the trick is, lads, you can say what you like, but, but you have to say one positive thing about the budget. Off you go, Connor. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, do I have to start off with the positive thing, or uh, that just just one? I just one, just <laughs> slip in one positive thing, like you know, because we can't be all negative. Oh, somewhere along the line. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so the first point, uh, the first thing about it is, uh, I suppose it's not definitely not what it's what the government is trying to say it is is a, a giveaway budget. Um, you know, all over the mainstream media, even you know, looking at the Irish Times and the RT, it's you know, you swear. Pascal O'Donnell, who was taking money out of his own pocket, handing it to people like the way they were talking, but it's, you know, looking at anyone I've spoken to, it doesn't feel that that's, that's, um, that it was a giveaway budget. And, um, you know, you can look at the, the polls that, uh, over the weekend and the government hasn't even benefited them at all for it, like, you know. Um, now, the positive aspect of it, I suppose. Well, I mean, the, the one-off payments are, are definitely positive. Like, it's better to have the one-off payments than, than not to have them. Like, um, but overall, yeah, I'd say now. And another positive thing, I suppose, you know, the budget kind of gives you a chance. It kind of provides a cross-section of the kind of inner workings of a, of a capitalist state. Like, and it just, just <laughs> if it's positive, yeah, it's positive that you can have, have a look at it afterwards and you might actually learn something from it. Um, but yeah, that's my overall picture of it. Anyways, um, was, was there any negative, real negatives that you that you took from it? Well, I mean, it's just the negatives are in the they're in the thing, the lack of things that are there. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's like every, anything that's been given to people, it's it's always it seems to be less than inflation all the time. Um, you know, it's not meeting inflation, so it's not really it's not really like it's not, people are no better off anyway. Like. You've got um, the income gap between the rich and poor. That's like between somebody on social welfare and somebody uh, earning above 100,000. It's increased by about 200 euros a year. It, like even the one-off payments, it's, it's they're going to they're going direct. They're going to, from the government to energy providers, or else you know through people. So they're kind of like it's not really changing anything to the, to the any, making any kind of structural change whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I suppose the main thing is it's just it's it's left the the, the the poorest in society like worked off really you know even the income tax thing you have to be earning forty thousand before before you get any benefit from, from that so that's the big thing I suppose it's just it's it's leaving everybody on lower incomes especially worse off I think yeah it's it's floated well look at Fianna Gael have uh, and Fianna Foil have floated to their own voter base and that would be the kind of house owning. Uh, fifty plus fucking you know middle class base. Joe, I'll just bring you in now. What what do, what do, what have you been yeah. looking at in the budget here? What's the well? <laughs> I suppose the, the main positive thing about the budget is that it's over. <laughs> that we don't have to listen to <laughs> spin and the we'll, we'll allow that. So we'll let it go with that. But anyway, go on. Twenty-two for five hours, you know. But 
Um, you know, the, okay, let's say, let's start off with one slightly positive thing. I suppose would be the fuel allowance uh, measure. I mean, there's an increase in the number of people who qualify for fuel allowance by about 80,000 people. But uh, even that positive thing, which we do welcome, should have actually increased by about 300,000 people when you actually look at the actual figures for people who are, you know, suffering from fuel poverty. Um, but, you know, just like um, Connor said there, like, Basically, this is a bonanza for the rich. It's a, it's a bonanza for corporations. And not only is it a bonanza, but it's actually, it amounts to uh, ordinary working people subsidizing uh, profiteering and subsidizing market failure. Uh, that's essentially what it, what it does. Um, it's, it's basically a huge transfer from workers via below inflation rates uh, to these big, big, massive, highly profitable corporations. And the positive things that are in it um, are sticking plasters basically on gaping wounds, you know, like the housing, the homelessness crisis, the health crisis, the uh, poverty crisis. Uh, they're really just putting sticking plasters on it and not really dealing with the actual root causes, which is, which is profiteering in society and, and the failure of the market to actually distribute, uh, you know, the wealth that's socially produced in society. So, like, if we take the social welfare and pensions program, I mean, an increase of 12 euro per week is insulting. It actually means that uh, people on social welfare are getting a below inflation uh, increase when inflation is at 27 euro per week, according to CSO. So those people on social welfare will be worse off next year than they were this year. You know, you even take uh, the housing situation. Right, the housing situation, despite what the, the spin from Pascal Donoghue and Ma Michael McGrath, the housing budget is the exact same for 2023 as it was in 2022, 3.6 billion. Now, when you take into, effect, into account inflation, that's a massive cut in the housing budget. Despite the fact that we've had, you know, a very significant increase in homelessness, up 30 percent, and the allocation to homelessness itself is only up by 10 percent. So essentially, essentially, again, that's another cut for the allocation to homelessness. So like um, um, Connor previously said, none of these measures are actually matching inflation. Again, take health. The health uh, budget increased by 5.8%, according to the estimates uh, book. 5.8% when inflation is running at, you know, some close to 10%, between 9 and 10%. So again, a, a real terms cut in the, in the health budget. Um, and then just to, to and I've got a whole list of negative things here to say, but I'll try and sandwich in. Some well, I wouldn't have thought you would have now, but anyway. The, <laughs> the data centers, for example, did you did you know that data centers are included in the energy supports for businesses? So we can have these massive energy guzzling data centers that will be able to claim a subsidy, extra subsidies based on the increases in their energy costs that they themselves are driving, you know, that they themselves are causing uh, part of the energy crisis, so, and potentially blackouts as well. So just, you look right across the board, you look at disabilities, uh, again, uh, pathetic increase in, in, the, in the increase in, in disabilities. You look at, for the west of Ireland here, I mean, we were talking just before we came on air, we were talking about, you know, the rural Ireland um, situation. Yeah. And if you look at the health, the, sorry, the transport budget, um, and you, you, you know, we all know that there's a massive campaign or a, a massive desire and need for uh, transport in rural Ireland. Transport budget has only increased by two percent. I mean, that's only that's not even going to cover the extra costs of you know things like fuel and 
and what and what and energy and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually going to amount to a, a decrease in in the uh, availability of transport. So right across the board, another issue that would affect um, Mayo in particular would be the pyrite scandal and the defective block scandal. And if you look at the the concrete levy, oh yes, to that I mean that's that's simply just going to add to the cost of housing, and it's not going to punish the companies that were responsible for the defective blocks. Uh, so again, another complete and utter uh, failure by the government. Uh, what am I going to say? Rent credit, 500 euro, absolutely pathetic. But what does it do? It's going to go into the pockets of landlords. You know, that's what's going to happen. It's an inflationary measure. The help to buy scheme. Again, we call it, and on the left, we call it the help to profit scheme. Because again, it's going to go on the, the basic price of, of a house for a first time buyer. Um, so all in all, uh, the whole budget was a bonanza for the rich. Nothing on income tax, income tax bans for the for the high earners. Nothing on employers PRSI, which is way below the average for the EU. Um, the vacant homes tax, an absolute joke. I mean, there's so many exemptions there that the vast majority of of housing speculators won't even would be excluded from it. Yeah, and you have and to then, register yourself. Exactly. And yeah. even if you are caught with it, it's going to be it's only going to be about a thousand euro per year. So it's peanuts to vulture funds and developers in a market where they're making massive capital gains on the value of the properties. So, again, the whole thing is a sham. I mean, the spin and the lies coming out from the government um, is just scalling. I found myself, I don't know about you, but I've probably ground down my teeth. I probably need to go to the dentist this week because my teeth are so <laughs> Bloody worn down from grinding them, but um, that's basically it. Uh, massive, massive windfall for the for the rich, and not even a tax on their super profits. Yeah, I, when you look at it, uh, on, like even if you take the the levy on the concrete concrete blocks or the, the mm. building industry, like when you listen mm. to that word levy, it's going to be a levy on, on the insurance and the building industry. You're thinking, oh, this is this great? They're going to let, and you're thinking it's going to be on their profits, but it's not. It's going to be yeah. on everything, and it's going to, you know, people that are trying to build houses yep. are going to um, mm. are going to, going to pay for this. Everything, like, mm. it took me. I didn't start looking at the budget to the weekend, really, because I, what, not, mm. not properly in any ways, in any shape or form. But, but you, you know, when you're relying, you're listening to RT and you're listening to all mm. of these other mainstream media outlets. Like, you know, you're thinking eleven million. Wow, like we're gonna. This is great. Yeah. Um, I did do in my day job, I'd done a Vox Pop uh, during the week there as well. And I was talking to uh, a lot of people. Um, everybody was pretty well pissed off. I met one person that was quite uh, well, that was very happy about it. Um, because for the simple reason for the, the, the free child school books, although Fallen still gets a big lump sum every year. Uh, yeah. The, the, the yeah. It's it's not done by any. It's not done, but the the state doesn't take over publicly. The, yeah. Publicly, but yeah. free school books for the for the for the children. And there's certain allowances. I think children's allowance gone up a couple of times to get a couple of lump sums and that. She's quite happy. And she's five mm. kids under under five years of age. Uh, I'll tell you what I did come across though is business people that were absolutely livid, like small business people. You know, mostly in the. Um, a kind of uh, pub trade and uh, and small, yeah. uh, s- small to medium, you know, pub trades, pub and entertainment business were absolutely livid. 
Uh, I, I think there was absolutely there was zero in it for them as well. Uh, they were looking for things like um, reduction in VAT and all of that as well. But, Connor, I'll bring you in again. Um, looking at environmentally at the budget, uh, was there anything in it, you know, like we've got the Greens of government now, was there anything in it that you spotted yeah. that were was any good? I know Joe's after bringing up the data centres there. With, that are getting <laughs> ten grand for their uh, for uh, their electricity bills, but uh, was there anything in it that you've seen there? Um, well, to be honest with you, I not really an awful lot. No, like I mean, I mean, even if I heard they were throwing you know a few million into something or other, you'd be worried. You know what? Where where is that? That's just that's just going to greenwash, or you know what's what are they going to do with it anyway? But um. No, there wasn't. Like, if if you look at, you know, I suppose like agriculture is something now that that really probably would have needed an awful lot more additional funding in, in terms of climate. Like, um, and there was something like was a ten only ten million um increase money for that um, for the year. You know, it's like you know they they talk about cap and say the cap is, is what's looking after farmers, but that's that's not really working either. For, you know, it's not working for the environment or for small farmers. Um. So yeah, to be honest with you, I can't like no this you know things like carbon tax increase. That's not that's no good for the environment. That's just it's just shifted the burden. You know it's not it's yeah. not any good. So like no, it's mad to think the Greens and government and like literally there's, there's nothing like there's literally nothing in that I, I can I can identify as being beneficial to the environment. Yeah, with the well, if you, small farmers though, like uh, they're hell bent though on absolutely wiping out the small kind of suckler herd and the sheep farmer and and maintaining the dairy herd. Now, all of the, if you look yeah, at the yeah. if you look at the um, the the suckler herd, they're carbon neutral, right? Yeah, they're, they're but you know they because the way, way it's farmed, it's the it's the most uh, the extensive farming is the best way of farming uh, for the environment. But they're hell bent on wiping that out. And, um, yeah, yeah. and you know, the most polluting farming, the, the dairy herd, they're, they're hell bent on keeping that, like, you know. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's pretty much green policy fits right in there with, with, the, with the Tory kind of Fianna Gael, Fianna Foyle line as well. Joe, you were going to say something there. Yeah, I just, well, just uh, that you mentioned the environment and uh, the, the climate budget. Uh, again, if you look at the, the key document, there would be the uh, the estimates book because that's where you get all the detail on the on the actual uh, spending and, what, and and all the breakdown of it. And if you look at the actual environment and club budget, it's actually been cut by 17% overall. And a key part of that was energy transformation, so transforming the energy production sector from relying on fossil fuels uh, has been cut by 35%. Now that. Right there is the perfect example of why you do not go into coalition with Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael if you are an environmentalist. And that kind of thing right there is like a huge reason why the Greens have just destroyed a lot of credibility in the environmental movement. And have actually created a big problem in trying to convince small farmers you're just talking about to actually buy into the climate a just transition, the idea of a just transition. Um, and, and it's going to be very difficult to, to sell a just transition to those small farmers now because they're so sceptical uh, based on what the the, 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 uh, the Greens have done in government. Uh, and, uh, but, but 
Connor said it right. I mean, the, the, the carbon tax is, again, number one, no evidence that it actually works. Number two, it penalises those who are least responsible. Um, and, it, and, it, and, it, and then, it, of course, it adds to the cost of living crisis. Like, the cost of diesel and the cost of home heating fuel is high enough as, a, as an incentive to try and cut down. And if there was an alternative, people would use it. But there is no alternative. And the, the policy of the Greens is so cynical it's penalising those people who are trapped in a, in a system, a market-driven system, a for-profit system that will never allow them to actually, um, you know, transition fairly yeah. quickly to a, to a low-carbon lifestyle. So uh, that's a, it's a really serious issue, the whole environment in relation to how the budget has played out, you know, and has affected those um, those um, small farmers and those those people who can't actually. Uh, change yeah i was looking at a poll there today by the uh, european mo- movement which is kind of very eurocentric um and they're they, they had a, ran this poll and it was three out of five people that were polled um wanted to put carbon measures carbon tax measures and all of that to the side until we get out of the cost of living crisis that that was one of the the, the key statistics from the poll that they ran Ran and I, you know it is almost like be, this is uh, rather than we should be now switching now like really pumping money in into retrofitting houses and 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 uh, reducing the, the oil, our oil and gas but now it just seems to be um, uh, th- there's not there's none of that in it like you know that there's there's yeah no and the public know, transport yeah, go on Connor. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, I, th- I think the media, is, is, it's, it does just such a great job in kind of separating the, like the energy crisis and the climate crisis if they're two separate kind of issues, like, you know, mm. uh, you know, and even, you know, you, you hear Liz Truss saying, you know, we're going to throw this, uh, you know, we're going to like, we're going to start fracking again, you know, yeah. because that that way we have to do it for, to address the, the energy crisis, like, or the cost of living crisis. So, yeah, to me, they're, they're both the same not the same issue but they're practically you know they have the same route you know and yeah. the solution I suppose is to nationalize we need, I, I don't know I, I don't know what kind of barriers are, are in place in, in Ireland in terms of nationalization like in the EU and that but you know it's just what it's what it really has to happen like to get us out of it like absolutely yeah. I think that's a very important point there I mean take the whole entire energy sector into public ownership run it on a democratically planned not-for-profit basis and we can actually do what the ESB used to do, which was provide the cheapest energy in Europe. And to hell with the EU and their fiscal rules and whatnot. You know, we have to be prepared to break those rules because people aren't, well, we can't actually provide for our citizens. So there is a, 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 a measure there where you can under declare an emergency, you know, an energy and a cost of living emergency and a climate emergency, which we've already declared. And you can actually use that emergency status to then do you know, to break those rules. So um, I think we should do that. I think it's the absolutely, it's the no-brainer, really, that will allow us to, to transform the situation. I mean, we can't control what we don't own, basically, you know? Yeah. No, I, I know. It, it's, uh, it's fucking mad, the whole idea of having all of these. Uh, and that's supposed to give you, it's supposed to drive down the prices that, you know, there's so many, you know, there's so much mm. choi- choice, uh, and that was that was the that was, that was the idea initially. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but now they've kind of uh, one puts it up and they all put it up and they just 
It's mad. I'm actually, I, I, I think I'm, I'm nearly up on 30 quid a week uh, on electricity mm. now. Um, and that is just myself, my young fella and the dog here, like, you know. Uh, and, like, it's, that mm. is, like, I, I remember having a, 10 years ago, having an electricity bill um, of about 60 euros for two months or something like that. Like, you know, and I, I vaguely mm. remember something like that uh, back, or maybe it was fur, further back, like, but uh, th- that's how much it, you know, the, the the electricity has gone up in that time. Um, another, no, I didn't actually look too much at this now. The, the, like I looked at Social Justice Ireland's um, critique of the budget there, and I look at the housing. But housing, did either of you look at that, what they've what they proposed, mm. proposed in that now at the, at the moment, and where, when I was growing up here in the west of Ireland, homelessness was something you've seen in Dublin, Galway or yeah. some urban place you didn't have it here in the west of Ireland and you definitely didn't have somebody some w- mother with uh, f- three or four kids living in in a emergency accommodation the housing situation with with the budget uh, did you any use look at that uh, well no the, the only thing I was looking at was the, uh, the what do you call it the the, re- the rent relief uh, 500 euros rent relief um which you can only guess if you're if you're probably getting some other kind of housing assistance, you're, you're not even entitled to that. Um, I presume if you're homeless, I, I don't know, you probably can't get it either. Like, um, so it's just one of those things where they're trying to make it look like they're doing something, and you know, but it's yeah, it's completely pointless. Like, it's it's not. It's, there's no there's no investment in housing there really in the budget. Like, but uh, yeah, go on, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing there, in addition to what you said, like you don't like you don't like you said. Connor, you don't uh, if you if you're getting hap or ras, you don't qualify for that uh, that subsidy, and anyway, it's going into the pockets of vulture landlords and stuff. But another key thing that was identified by um, Richard Boyd Barrett, um, the People for Profit TD in in Dáil, was the social housing list. What we've actually seen is a massive stealth cut during this budget. So if you look at the tax bans uh, that were introduced, this new tax ban that was introduced, what that's going to amount to is going to amount to pushing a large number of you know um uh, worker working people slightly over the income threshold to qualify for social housing and that means that they're now going to be thrown off we're going to have thousands of people culled from that social housing waiting list because of this um and and the government is actually well aware of it and they've actually refused to publish uh, the recent review on the income thresholds for social housing so uh, this is a this is something that a lot of people uh, don't realize that when those new tax bans kick in, a lot of people are going to be pushed off the the social housing list, and I think that it's deliberately done to try and make to massage the numbers and to uh, t- take pressure off the government on housing. Um, but like I said before, the budget is th- is the same budget as it was last year for next year, and. Um, We've seen an actual a real terms decrease in the actual amount allocated to homelessness, tackling homelessness. So uh, again, another complete failure on housing, you know. And then rents, no serious caps on rents. Um, so again, that the landlords are are laughing all the way to the bank, uh, the big landlords especially. Now we know that there are, you know, we say some people who are caught with a house and and. Uh, you know, didn't, or I suppose, accidental landlords, but we're talking really about the, the professional landlords. I was actually looking at some figures there. Um, you, you wouldn't actually be, believe me about the 
I think I was looking at a figure there, and it was actually in the people for profit uh, uh, budget on the number of houses earned by owned by um, individuals, the, the the wealthiest individuals in the country, and it works out that the there are between two thousand there's two thousand five hundred and fifty five people, right, individuals who own about approximately one hundred and seventy thousand houses in the state. And it works out roughly at about 68 houses per individual. 68 houses per individual. Per, per individual for the richest uh, uh, people in, in the, 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 the ones with the most property. That's the ones, the, the REITs and all of that, uh, as well as some of the big, massive landlords. That uh, Now, there's some indig- in, indigenous landlords yeah. as well, massive ones as well. But yeah, that's mental, like oh, 64... And that, that no doubt they'll be able to uh, say that they're going to be selling them houses or renting them houses out. They'll want mm. ten grand a week for the house and can't get it. Put it onto the uh, yeah yeah. So like, if you tax that, you know, you can raise huge revenue on that, and you can scrap the local property tax. Um, so if I just get the actual figures here, capital gain. Oh yeah. So property-based measures. So if you abolish the LPT, and there, which is currently taking in or cost, or yeah, taking in about four hundred ninety million for the government, right? Uh, and you tax on non-principal private residences, right? So these are extra homes, right? Yeah. You know? and if you tax those, that one hundred seventy-four thousand three hundred thirty-six homes at a value of two thousand five hundred per year per home, you'll raise four hundred thirty-five million on those that section alone then below that then there's 6,389 people or individuals who own between 6 and 10 homes right and let's say if you tax those at 2,000 euro per home you raise 102 million and so on down the line uh, you could raise a total if you if you can you by scrapping the LPT which is 490 million and then the income the additional income raised from this taxation you'll have an extra 417 million to play with it's just incredible the amount of wealth that's that's stored in property in ireland yeah i I was looking at the um sunday independent poll um there was one bit that uh stuck out there yesterday and i think i've seen it on social media somebody um screenshotted it it was that 52 percent of um non-homeowners renters basically are going to vote for Sinn Féin. 25% the other left, whatever, you know, they didn't give a breakdown of that. And then between Fine Gael and Fianna Foyle, I think they had 15% between them. Um, so yeah, well, people are people are very, <laughs> very aware of that mm. housing. This is, you know, uh, and it's switching. Absolutely, yeah. In, in that direction where... I, you are going to like. Hopefully, there'll there'll be some type of a, of a of a of a change or a left government or some type. But really, realistically, like, um, there has to be a change in the, in the in the whole model itself. Now, Rory um, Rory O'Hearn has a new book out, and one of the things that he's promoting is a, is a state-run building company, where you. Like in um, Singapore, believe it or not, Singapore, small open economy, tax haven, all the state is, all the mm-hmm. land is owned by the state and uh, the, the there's a state building company 
and all of the houses are rented out over a hundred years or whatever. It's you know, and but there's no homelessness. And they they had a system where, like ours, this kind of uh, landlord system where there was rampant uh, homelessness, and that's how they how they bet it. Uh, and now they have a no, it's a very authoritarian state, and uh, so but we'll we'll take the, their housing policy uh, and transport it here, and we'll leave them with the rest of it. But um, <laughs> And and it was. Have we have we um have we covered? Is there any other other things that you want to, that stuck out for you in the budget? We've gone through the environment and, and housing, and um, and I think they're the, they're the main issues of the day, really, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All sorts of other little things that people don't realize. You know the the star. You know that one. Uh, every year we we talk we harp on about SAR. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the special assignee relief program. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you're trying to help the poor. You know, it sounds like you're trying to help people in a in a war zone or something. But actually, it's a tax break for rich CEOs. <laughs> you know, so that they can send their their kids to private school and they get massive tax breaks on their income uh, to do this. So it, it's another scandalous example of of how this is a budget for the rich and, uh, and not for uh, yeah. ordinary working people. Usually in every budget, I think there is about, uh, there's a hundred, hundred thousand or something that goes to private schools for the, um, uh, Clonglower's Woods and all those type of knob schools. Um, you know, for them to like, uh, you know, people uh, who went, yeah. to, who went there, what you call your man that Ryanair, Ryan, yeah. hundred million. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what you call him? Ryanair geezer fucking, um, Dickhead, fucking Ryanair, um, what you call him, O'Leary, he went there. The likes of those people went there, but their, their school is funded like to the tune of hundred million by by taxpayers. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, David that's, O'Leary. David, yeah, yeah, O'Leary. I couldn't think. I could see his face, but I just couldn't couldn't think of the name. But I tried to think of the day he's going to run for fucking president here in Ireland. I hope he, I hope he ever does it. I, I hope he does because I, I hope he does because he'd be embarrassed. I would say like I I don't think we're we we are that like I mean if you've got um seventy up on seventy something uh, percent of of no, oh, Michael Ma- yeah that's it yeah Jesus Christ we're Michael, yeah David yeah. O'Leary was there yeah. footballer yeah. yeah from Arsenal yeah uh, and uh, and Ireland but um, yeah like if. If we, um, if you've got 70, 70, 70 odd, eighty percent of uh, of voters are going to, of renters are going to vote for a left wing party, I think that the likes of O'Leary running for president, I don't think that's going to be a runner at all. Like you know, that's uh, I think he'd be, I'd say he'd be embarrassed. Like you know. But you never know. But then yeah, again, there's a swing. You never know in the, in the longer, longer term. <laughs> there's a swing in the just a, the one thing that's popped into my mind when you say that too. There's a swing in Europe to the far right now as well. Um, you know, basically, fucking. Um, oh, there is in Italy and uh, Sweden. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with all this inflation, like this, this all this inflation now, it's it's fertile ground for you know for the far right. Again, right? Well, no, when capitalism is in trouble, like fascism is kind of like, you know, it's that battering ram that just tries to blast it back into place as quickly as possible. And, you know, so, yeah, well, I, I just feel like I, everything is fucking changing so fast. I don't, I don't know. 
the yeah. idea of Michael O'Leary as president in 10 years time it just seems like you know who knows but yeah I'd, I'd, I'd be part of that I'd be more positive I think yeah about it that it wouldn't be but um, <laughs> hopefully not anyways lads look at we've been chatting away for about half an hour here anyways right I think we've covered most of what we what we can here anyways and I think if you go on beyond I, I think it is uh, 30, 30 minutes or something people's attention spans gets limited so we'll leave it up there Shinny that's it from us special thanks to our guests Connor Dowd and Reertus Gloss Joe Daly people before profit Denise O'Toole in production the beat by DJ Green check him out on the YouTube link in the description until next time Toga Boogie Slunga Foil Chuck Airlock. Love